0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman.
1: In association with Air
0: on News Talk.
1: Now, yet another assembly election is expected to be called in the north tomorrow as the DUP continue to refuse to re enter power sharing due to their opposition of the protocol. Amanda Ferguson, freelance journalist based in Belfast, outlined the situation on breakfast briefing earlier this morning. The Secretary of State, Chris Eaton Harris, uh, who was a backer of Boris Johnson, um, has been reappointed uh, by uh, Rishi Sunak. He is insisting that when the clock strikes one minute past midnight tomorrow, uh, that that is the, the deadline that he set uh, for himself where he has to call uh, an assembly election. Now, we know that he does have a, we- uh, a period of, of 12 weeks in which to have uh, that election but the, the likelihood is uh, that the, the date would be the 15th of December. Speaking in the Dole yesterday on the impasse, Taoiseach Micheál Martin warned that there can be no return to the direct rule from London if the power-sharing executive is not restored.
2: Now, in the event that there is a sustained period uh, with no functioning of the Northern Ireland executive or the Assembly, there cannot be a return to the direct rule arrangements of the past. And the government will fully pursue its consultative role under the Good Friday agreement. That is a position that we will exhaust every possibility within that framework.
1: And for more on this, we're joined now by Ben Lowry, editor at the Belfast Newsletter, and Brian Feeney, Irish news columnist and political commentator. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Ben, I might come to you first. It looks like the likelihood here is we're going to see an election being called tomorrow. Is that a win for unionism, do you believe?
2: No, I don't think it's a win for unionism. It's it's an attempt to put pres- pressure on unionism by the UK government, and um, essentially say to the UK government that it has to go into, to par, with the DUP. This is uh, mainly has to go into par without getting the reforms that it wants in the protocol, and which the government itself, which has been a little bit all over the place on the Irish Sea border, um, at, at times says that it supports, and at other times, such as in a court case at the moment, is is resisting. And defending the protocol, so it is saying that either unionism has to do that, or go into an election, which at best will be a stalemate, might be a slight increase in the DUP, um, and very likely to be a slight increase in Sinn Féin. So it's putting pressure on the government. The other thing is, in response to that michael Martin quote that you said, the Irish government wasn't this aggressive about uh, pursuing its role if, when Sinn Féin brought down Stormont for three years, 2017 to 2020, until it got an Irish Language Act, which of course Unionists would say it did, because Sinn Féin always ultimately gets what it wants. It never said this, and the UK government in any event was very robust in saying there'd be nothing even approaching joint authority uh, between 2017 and 2020. UK government now silent on this point. So all the pressure, Unionists would say, our readers would say, all the pressure is on Unionists again.
1: Okay, let's let's bring in Brian. Brian, is that a fair assessment, do you think?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, Ben's right. I mean, the election won't produce any result other than the one he has described. Um... It'll it'll continue the stalemate. Uh, but it's quite right there should be pressure on unions because they've denied democracy by refusing to accept the outcome of the assembly elections in May and going back into an executive. Um, and ultimately, this is what they are going to have to do if they want to be involved in running the North of Ireland. They're going to have to play play a part in the executive. I mean, there's a lot of talk about joint authority. It, it, it's um, not going to happen. Um, it's not consistent with a Good Friday agreement. What Micheál Martin said yesterday in the Doyle was that the British-Irish Inter- Intergovernmental Council kicks in, to use his phrase, um, if the Assembly collapses. Um, now, the fact is that the British-Irish Intergovernmental Council is part of the Good Friday Agreement and it was designed specifically to deal with the collapse of the institutions in the north of Ireland. Um, For many years it didn't have to be operated uh, but it will increasingly come into into operation.
1: Let me me put that to Ben. Ben, supposing we do see an election, supposing we do see a very similar outcome in this election, a bit of a stalemate, supposing there is no return to direct rule and we do see some kind of uh, input from Dublin How will unionists respond to that? Because they've brought it, some people might say, about themselves.
2: Uh, Yes, that is one analysis. But remember what I'm saying, and this is so important to the context of this. At times, the UK government, in the very fact that it's bringing in this Northern Ireland Protocol though, which we don't know where it's going to end up, given the opposition in the Lords and given the fact that there's turmoil in Westminster, the UK government itself has agreed with unionists that this is a major constitutional problem and so the UK government has been blowing um, part um, hot and cold with regard to the British Irish Intergovernmental Conference. Um, again the UK government um, has not you could say been consistent on this because between 2017 and 2020 I think it met twice in a period of three years. Now there's a commitment that the UK seems to have conceded to meet more regularly. Also, what is not agreed is the role of that. And if the role of that is significant, if, if, if it is a move towards joint stewardship, then the Belfast Agreement, if this is an informal move to joint authority, the Belfast Agreement is informally torn up and as Brian was saying, if it was an actual formal move to joint authority, which would be outside the Belfast-Sabina... Okay, agreement, and an the unacceptable to would unionism. ...would formally turn up.
1: Pre- pre- presumably, and, and I think you're right about the mixed messages coming from Westminster, but I think that's because they're suiting themselves and, and, and nobody else. Just before, before I, I go back to Brian, Ben, is, is there a way out of this? Is, is there a way forward that you can see that would result in power sharing being restored?
2: Well, I think that the minimum that the UK government you would think would do in an impasse like this, which is a very serious impasse. And as I said, for three years, the only overriding red line for the return of Stormont was an Irish Language Act and there was no such pressure applied to a country that doesn't want Northern Ireland to exist. That's Sinn Féin. Now, it's entirely legitimate not to want Northern Ireland to to exist, but there was no such pressure applied. So the very least that the UK government would do, you would think, given that it apparently shares the concerns of unionists or says that it does, is to give more time. They could legislate in a day to give more time and to kick this into the spring.
1: So that's what you think should happen. Brian, your response to that?
0: There's going to be an increased role for the British Irish in their governmental council. That's what the Good Friday Agreement has, be, has established for dealing with exactly these circumstances. Uh, but what about what, what,
1: hang on? What about what, what Ben is talking about? Three years of, of an impasse in the North uh, over the Irish listen, Language Act.
0: Listen, that's history, and that's just not true. Well, it wasn't over the It wasn't just over the Irish uh, well, Language in Act. in the same way, you might we're say talking, this isn't
1: over the protocol; it's over playing second fiddle. Lots of people no, suspect is, the other side of the, having it, different points no, of view.
0: It is over the protocol, um, and how they're going to get round it is to increase the role of the Irish government. Nothing beyond what is in the Good Friday Agreement. People may not be aware there is a permanent presence of the Irish government in Belfast, as there has been since 1985. There's a joint secretariat. It's pushed to the side while there is devolved government. If there isn't, its role arrives... uh, Let me ask you a
1: a last question, Brian. Ben said that he thinks uh, a way something that might help here is a little more time. Would you agree... Not at
0: all. Not at all. Ultimately, the DUP are going to have to accept that there is a protocol, that there will be checks, there will be a deal with the EU and Rishi Sunak will make that deal because Britain is in, as he said, a profound economic crisis and they cannot afford to have a trade war with the EU. They will make a deal and the DUP will be thrown under a bus.
1: Okay gentlemen thank you both very much for speaking to us this morning that is Ben Larry editor of the Belfast Newsletter and Brian Feeney Irish news columnist and political commentator
0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane
1: Coleman in association with Air weekday mornings at 7
2: on News Talk